What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 154, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and on today's episode, we're talking about Forza Motorsport and Assassin's Creed Mirage reviews, the latest Game Pass update, and some listener questions to round out the show. But before we get to all that, let me introduce my co-host, Jam Pack Sam. How are you doing, buddy? What's up? Doing well. I have been playing a ton of Game Pass games and mm. uh, the new Assassin's Creed, so I have been digging into some uh, some good content. But I am uh, I'm doing well. Ready for a big weekend? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got you got some good plans. Uh, Assassin's Creed and Cocoon. That's that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay. Yeah. I have a wedding to go to this weekend, but other than that, which is like an evening thing, it's going to be like Friday night games, Saturday morning games, Sunday night games, and then I'm off Monday. It's a bank holiday and like a national mm. like Columbus Day thing. So, uh, yeah, doing that. So I'll be playing a whole bunch of uh, of games. I'm uh, I'm embracing the Halloween spirit, and on uh, Sunday we're going to the haunted hayride as we do every nice. every October. Uh, Monday I don't get off; I get to work a conference from six a.m. Mm. until like two or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's always great to, in in corporate world to like fake enthusiasm for a conference. Like, not to say that we're not enthusiastic about our jobs or anything, but it's like the conference is the passionate of the passionate and you're like man i i just drew the short straw i'm just here i don't even belong there it's because i'm filling in for that job we still haven't replaced and mm. like you gotta you gotta come you gotta be i'm like i i've never been here before don't know what i'm doing here do you have to travel like is it a long thing or? no it's it's in a city right by where we are okay. right? so it's really it's like 35 40 minutes like it's not a yeah. big deal at all so. it's 35 minutes too long yeah, yeah, yeah it was for real though for real but Enough about that. This is an Xbox podcast. We're live every Thursday right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service of choice. While you're over there, make sure to drop us that five-star review with us. Apple, Spotify does help us in the algorithm. And uh, I'm seeing some new thing that Anchor is doing. They got impressions now. Let's just, just see how many people are like being shown our podcast. It's pretty cool. I like seeing nice. that. Uh extra life i gotta give the the monthly plug we are one month away november 4th is the kickoff date we will be streaming for 24 hours straight to raise money for charity if you want to donate the link for that is down in the description below and you can get yourself entered to win our grand prize of that spider-man 2 ps5 collector's edition all 19 inches of venom could be coming your way every ten dollars gets you an entry if you want in on that like a few others have we already 120 dollars out of our thousand dollar goal like i said link down below if you want to support us further and get early access to Save the Game Media content and exclusive bonus post shows, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. So thank you to Bucky Blue, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at Knight, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, Alpaca Tom, and Lee Navarro. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate each and every one of you. I'll tell you what, Sam. Getting through all that without a breath was a lot easier before the COVID. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a well, that's what you get for having so many cool Patreon supporters. I, I mean, know. it's you know, it's a first world problem we've got. First world, that's the definition of first world problem, actually. But uh, let's let's talk about something more fun. Sam, what have you been playing this week? So we talked last week. I I started playing the cat game. 
and I played probably another hour of that after the show, and then I put it down because a ton of games came to Game Pass. And so I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Have you played Party Animals? Have you checked this game out? I haven't. I haven't played any Party Animals. Okay, so I played a little bit of Party Animals. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before it, but I'm, I'm going to assume it's been in the last seven days. It's been a whirlwind. I don't know what's happening. Um, but played some Party Animals. If you enjoy that kind of party game, definitely one to check out. It has a lot of personality and it's fun to just kind of pick up and play. I wasn't mm -hmm. playing with anybody in particular, mm. um, so I'm sure it's more fun with friends like a lot of these party games are. But for a little Game Pass game, uh, it was cool to just kind of sit down and check out. But then uh, that is when Cocoon launched. And my friend, okay. Cocoon is great. You want me to tell you about Cocoon? I do. I do. Well, here's the thing. I installed Cocoon in my in my haze, my illness. Oh, yeah. Uh, I installed Cocoon. I played maybe 20 minutes and went, I can't tell if I'm really stupid or if <laughs> it's just like the COVID fog. So I promptly like got rid of that. And I was like, yeah, maybe I will wait on this one. But please tell me your experience with Cocoon. So Cocoon is for me one of the better like weird puzzle games that I've ever played. It is truly something special. And you can tell that it's from like the creators of Inside or some of the people that have worked on Inside. And it's simple, but it's also complex. And there are some things where you get to this point of like, I'm beating my head against a wall. Why can't I figure out mm -hmm. like why this orb is inside that orb. So I need to take these two orbs and then go over here and go inside that orb. Like it's all just pondering the orb. That's the entire game. Like that meme thing that Annapurna posted. Um, but it's just gorgeous little indie. So cool to see it on Game Pass. And uh, definitely one of my favorite puzzle games of the year that I've played. So I totally understand because as somebody who also works like a nine to five, I can't imagine play because at the end of the work day, I'm already burned out. And then I'm sitting here trying to figure out this inception uh, cocoon puzzle game. And so to add the the fog of, of COVID on top of that, I totally recommend you it, probably put it off. It was very pretty. Like I liked what oh, yeah. I was looking at. But then this is how I knew that I was not in the right place to play this game. It's one of the first like it's not even like a puzzle it's you have to step up you have to you have an elevator here or you have a platform here platform here and they go like this yep and i was like i need to get on this one but when i cross this one this one goes like how do i get there and it's like oh i walk off the side <laughs> and go around and i was i felt so i was like yeah i can't do this i can't yeah, do this just, right now hold on hold off till you can can give it some thought because it, it definitely takes some i'm in late game i would say that like I'm probably 90% of the way done. Now I'll admit there was one night where I worked on a puzzle for like 20 minutes and I was like, all right, where's the YouTube guide? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just ready to grunt through yep. this one. And so I was like 90% of the way through the entire playthrough video. And so I'm like, all right, I'm coming up on the, on the final turn here. So rounding out cocoon. And then uh, about that time, I got a note from Ubisoft with the creator program. They gave me a copy of Assassin's Creed Mirage to check Ooh. out for review. So shout out to Ubisoft. Uh, for giving me that. So I've been playing, I would say about six hours, maybe seven hours of Assassin's Creed Mirage, probably closer to six. Uh, that's what I was doing five minutes before this podcast. So I have some uh, some impressions on that. Have you have you checked out Mirage at all? I'm not the Assassin's Creed guy, so this okay. isn't for me. Uh, Ubisoft rejected our creator uh, program application. Mm. You know, just, but no, no it's, it's fine. Um, so my brother's going to play 
this game. He plays all the Assassin's Creed. So I'll hear about it plenty. I don't play Assassin's Creed, but I would, I mean, we're going to talk about the review roundup. I don't know if you want to wait for your impressions. There. Yeah, we'll wait on that. I want to hear what you've been playing. I'll hold off my thoughts on Assassin's Creed Mirage until we hear what the critics have to say. But what have you been digging into? Uh, yeah, so I... I've been playing um, something I can't talk about and I won't be able to talk about for a few weeks. Um, but know that I have been playing that. That has been the main thing. But I also played a game for review. Um, Square Enix was lucky, or we were lucky enough to have them send us over a code for Infinity Strash Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die. And that is one one title. All right. Wow. Um, yes, it's uh, Infinity Strash. I, that last word, it sounds like Infinity's trash. It's not, I promise you. It's trash. This is the what I could describe, and I have a full review up, um, as a game that is stuck in the mid-2000s. Mm. This is one of those classic anime games where you basically get told, like you watched the anime while you're playing, and then the battle is an enclosed battle arena where you basically just button mash the X button and use your specials, and then it ends, and then you repeat that for like five hours until that arc ends, and then it's like, all right, and go watch the, go watch the anime. It genuinely feels like just one big ad. Um, yeah. There was some fun to it, in the combat and <laughs> certain things, but man, yeah, Seth Sturgill, it, it, it's like a lost PSP game. I kind of dig it. There were times where I kind of digged it as well, but, and and I'm just going to say, I would watch this anime. This is an anime up my alley, very Shonen-esque, power of friendship, but as wow. a video game, not a great experience overall. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the trailer right now, and it's so funny that you nailed it on the head with like, it feels like a PSP game. It also looks like Dragon Ball to me, and I'm not like, I'm well, not, that, I, I probably offended like 70 people. I don't no, know. Nope. You want to know why it looks like Dragon Ball is because Dragon Quest, the art style is done by Akira Toriyama, the oh, person okay. who made Dragon Ball. That makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, so I'm looking at this trailer and like, I agree, it looks good. And coming in as somebody who knows nothing about any of this, and this all just sounds like gibberish to me, mid-2000s PSP game with cool aesthetic, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind picking it up for like 10 bucks. I'll be real. I gave it a wait for sale because there is some fun to ha be had here. Um, not at full price, certainly. I was like, maybe maybe they're charging like 40 bucks for this because I rolled mm. credits in five hours. Like oh, it's, a, it's a short game. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this can't be full price. It's sixty dollars. Is was there like, a lot of like replay value, or is it just like five hours and you're done? There's a roguelite dungeon that you can do. Um, mm. I wouldn't say much replay value because it's it's just watching the anime and then playing a fight. But uh, if you just want to grind a dungeon, like you're like, man, I really love this combat, then yeah, you can put put some more time into it. That wasn't what I was going to do. Yeah, I can't imagine a lot of people will either. Yeah, this I mean, like even just looking at the gameplay, pretty game like for what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think a wait for sale is probably fair based on my first little glance here. Mm -hmm. And then the other game I played a little bit, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Uh, Payday 3. I don't okay. know if you've checked out Payday 3. I have not, uh, no. Over on Game Pass, finally got everything working. I played uh, played with some friends. I only played, I think, two missions. It's it's Payday. It, yep. I you could honestly tell me that this was payday two, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it makes nothing seems to be different. I don't really see genuine. The only improvement 
you can trade hostages to the police to slow their assault. That's ah. cool. But honestly, is that a big enough for me? Like, we need a three. We need to yeah. put a new game out. I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I have not played this one at all, but it, that sounds like it lines up with what I kind of expected. Even looking at the early trailers, I mentioned it on an earlier episode of the show, but it's like, it looks like payday. It sure is. You know, it's kind of like going from Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5, where it's like, it's a, that's, that sure is a World War-esque battlefield. Like, that's what it was. And I feel mm -hmm. like payday kind of has that same vibe. Uh, Ghostly March, no survivors, no negotiations, never surrender. Wow. Wow. Oh. Cold, harsh, but fair. Uh, that's all I've been, all I've been playing. Um, other than that, I've been playing Sleep. Really, really good game. Ah. Really good. Pokemon Just, sleep, will you? No, no. Oh, okay. All right. Just regular. Let's jump into the news, Sam. Now that we're talking about that, uh, because it's the start of the crazy month of October for game releases. And we have Forza Motorsport and Assassin's Creed Mirage to talk about. Uh, review roundup, and we'll get your impressions on Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, let's start with Forza first, though. So, Forza Motorsport is currently sitting at an 84 on Open Critic. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10, saying, quote, Forza Motorsport is brimming with new features across the board, from its muscular new multiplayer to its much-improved handling, but its new RPG-inspired upgrade system feels like a step down. Friend of the show, Ainsley Bowden, over at Season Gaming, gave it uh, an 8 out of 10, saying, Forza Motorsport is a leap forward, providing a racing experience that is unmatched in many ways, but its light feature set prevent it from truly excelling uh have you do you plan to check out forza did you check out the reviews i did check out the reviews i do plan on checking out forza i did not read the reviews in depth because just glancing at even what we just discussed here having lighter features is a benefit for me because i feel like what they're doing with forza motorsport is making this like they knocked off the eight this isn't really forza motorsport mm -hmm. eight this is like an entry into the franchise for people that might not have been in the Xbox One generation or that might not have checked it out before. Maybe they're coming off of Forza Horizon. It feels like they're trying to make this one maybe a little bit more approachable. But then again, like if you aren't into that sim thing, you're going to sit down, play this for like two minutes and think, oh, it's one of these and then continue on. But I'm really excited to see how people compare this to Gran Turismo, because I mean, that's like the unspoken thing, like yeah. which one is more true to the real racing experience is Forza still kind of like the pinnacle or is Gran Turismo taking some of the cake? Um, yeah, I'm excited to check it out, though, just as like a casual racing game. I hope that um, there's enough meat on the bone for like hardcore racing fans, but enough for me to digest comfortably to where I can just pick it up and play it. I think that's my hope. I know in terms of reviews, Gran Turismo 7 is sitting at an 87. So it did review a few points higher than more Motorsports seems to be running right now. Mm. Um, I'm not the Forza guy. I liked Horizon 5. That was my entry into the Forza series. And I watched uh, Sean Capri over at Carpool Gaming play some of this. Uh, I checked, you know, check out his review over there. He, him and the Carpool team were lucky enough to review that. But I was watching him uh, Twitch stream it. And it looked, it looked good. Like, it's a beautiful looking game. Um, and he was doing this cool comparison where he would switch to the old ones and then go back to this one so you could see mm. like how the improvements were. And it is a drastic improvement, in my opinion, from what I was seeing. I'm not the person that's going to go in here and be like, oh, they took away this feature or I can't right. customize my car uh, as much as I really wanted to. Um, I'm I'm torn on whether I'm going to check out Forza Motorsport. It It doesn't really seem to have the draw to me that Horizon 
did. Yeah, I think that it's two different classes of racing games. It's the arcade versus the sim. And I think that a lot of people might go into it and they expect, I mean, it comes down to a question of like, what is Forza now? Like has Horizon overtaken motorsport as the identity of what Forza can bring? Is it still shared? I think that a lot of people might go in and do, um, you know, what a lot of people are going to do and just go in, put it down after a couple of rounds and never come back to it. But I think that if I'm taking away anything from Forza Motorsport, it's that the Crew Motorfest chose a really good year to launch because people are going to be like, oh, man, I was looking forward to a racing game. This is just a sim. What else is new on the market? Oh, look, new Motorfest game from the crew came out and it's going to be on sale for Black Friday for like 30 bucks as Ubisoft always does. So, um, yeah, shout out to the crew for really landing that opportunity. Or you want to know what I've seen people do. They've been subscribing to Ubisoft Plus, getting the crew and Assassin's Creed Mirage. All right. So let's transition over to that one because that is out today where I think motor or motorsport comes out tomorrow for early access. Uh, it might already be out, actually. I'm not sure. But I think it's I think it's five days early access, but tomorrow's Friday, which makes more sense. I don't know. It's coming out within the next okay. 24 hours. Well, Assassin's Creed Mirage currently sits at a 77 on the Open Critic. Eurogamer gave it a 4 out of 5, saying, Golden Age Baghdad, along with a return to a more focused, stealth-based design, makes for a rich and character adventure. While Windows Central also gave it a 4 out of 5, saying, Mirage provides a fun time for fans of stealth and city climbing, even if it doesn't really add anything new to the series. The game only takes about 20 hours to beat, rather than stretching on far too long. The world of ancient Baghdad is a beautiful place to explore, filled with puzzles, upgrade options, and historical areas. Sam, you've been playing the game, so I kept people waiting long enough. What are your current impressions of Assassin's Creed Mirage? So far, I would say that it probably lands right around where Open Critic has pinned it for me. Like it's probably right right around an 80, eight out of 10. Um, and again, I'm just getting into it, but where I'm at in the story is that I've gone through the prologue. I've hit the, the menus or the, uh, the opening screen where Mirage flashes and you're like, okay, it's the, it's the Ubisoft thing where I've been playing for an hour and now I'm in the game. Um, and so I've hit that and now I'm really starting to get into like being an assassin and things like that. And the first thing you notice is that this game is built entirely around fans nostalgia for the series. And mm. it's very intentionally done. So going through like starting off, you'll have the, Ah, yes, establishing character moments and connection with this, you know, street rat. And then you're like, oh, OK, new opportunity. Then it's like, oh, this is the part where he becomes an assassin. And, and it, it's just hitting. It's almost like Far Cry, where it's like, you mm. know, the beats of a Far Cry game. Mirage hits all the beats of an Assassin's Creed game. And uh, once it opens up, the world does feel like an old school Assassin's Creed game. There are modern improvements like the... um combat feels a little bit more fluid than it might have back in the day but it still feels very much like revelations brotherhood uh those classic assassin's creed games and that's been really nice for me but it also has the like the eagle vision thing where you can zoom up and you're the bird and you can like scope out who you need to take out to infiltrate a base um some stuff like that so it's a little bit more strategic than the old school assassin's creeds where you're literally just running around stabbing whoever you want and then just figuring your way out so I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm looking forward to playing more this weekend. Um, the criticisms I have of the game, though, are that it just it is an old school Assassin's Creed game. They just pumped out like mm. I'm not feeling like the characters have a ton of depth to them, even though like Bassem is one of the main characters from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
it'll probably open up more later and make more sense the deeper I get into it. But right now it is very much like a, oh, this is like a late 20s, early 30s dude in Baghdad. Like that's that's just it. And um, that's that's kind of how I feel about a lot of the the characters. Not to say they're bad, but they're just kind of like there, there and they're man. putting the story together. And it is very much like, oh, very uh, scary, successful man in the city is trap your friends. We've got to go free them. And then you all just go do it. And And it's an Assassin's Creed game. I think that's my big thing. And I think that'll, if you're looking at the review scores, I think that resonates with some who very much wanted it to go back to that kind of formula. Uh, because like the Window Central review says, like it doesn't add anything new to the series, but a lot of people weren't looking for it to add anything new. They right. just wanted Assassin's Creed to be back to Assassin's Creed versus RPG Creed, right? Or whatever they were calling it. Um because I, I think the bloating and the 200 plus hours and the crazy open worlds was getting a lot, certainly out of hand for, for most fans of this series. And whether they continue that going forward and continue these smaller games off to the side, wait to be seen. Um, but are you a little disappointed in the review? Like, because if this had hit, right? If this had come out and was like, this is an 89, 90, like a higher score, right? And then I think that gives Ubisoft something to be like, well, maybe we should refocus and this should be the primary Assassin's Creed type game. Yeah, I think that I think there's room for all of them to exist. I do wish that it had reviewed higher, um, but ultimately I wish that it was probably like a more polished game. Like it needs to earn these reviews. And I will say it is not the prettiest looking game I've ever seen. It very much is one of those cross gen games. Like the textures are not great at some points. Um, I'm playing in performance mode, actually, so it's probably a little bit less uh, good than it could look in the quality mode. But um, yeah, I, I wish that it had reviewed better. I wish that it was a little bit more polished. I wish that the story was a little bit more engaging. And then from there, you could see them do more spinoffs. But ultimately, I kind of see Mirage in the same vein as Rogue, where Assassin's Creed Rogue was a spinoff of Assassin's Creed three i think uh that then led into unity if i remember correctly somebody can correct me in the comments if i'm wrong or in the chat but um it, it wasn't like a mainline game but it was still appreciated and loved by the fans and i think that while the open critic scores and the metacritic scores are one thing ubisoft's perception of mirage's success might come down to like what the fans are saying like mm -hmm. Are people playing this game through and through? Does it have a higher completion rate compared to Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Like, are people spending 20 hours with Valhalla and falling off after all that work went into a 200 plus hour game, but they're finishing Mirage all the way through and then they're dabbling a little bit and spending a little bit more time in it? Um, I, I would hope they would kind of frame it up that way as they plan for the future. It'll also be interesting to see how this one sells, being a cheaper price tag, shorter yeah. game. Um, but it is this October window where there's tons and tons of games coming out. Like we're weeks away from Spider-Man 2 and Mario and Alan Wake. So we'll see Assassin's Creed. We'll see root yeah. for you. Get yeah, back to I, your I glory days. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it'll be very interesting to follow. And on top of that, I think that uh, it, it's going to be an interesting thought piece on like the value of nostalgia. It's almost like going back and playing an old PSP game you loved growing up where you're like, oh man, this game was the best. And you go back and you start playing through it and you see some of those old school tropes and you're like, oh yeah, that sure is 2012 right there. That's that's kind of a lot of the mirage combat for me so far. I was like, oh yeah, this is a uh, PS3. <laughs> mm. 
uh, yeah, but sometimes sometimes it hits. All right, that's why I own yeah. Tales of Symphonia on everything, so I can experience 2004 yeah. whenever I want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump over to the Game Pass update, and I'm gonna try a little something different here. All right, so we're actually gonna look at the trailers for these games while we uh, while Ooh. we read them off. So. First coming to Xbox Game Pass. Well, actually, it's already there available today. Warhammer 40K Dark Tide for Cloud and Xbox Series X and S. This is the next-gen version. Um, oh, my God. So many different. So many. Yeah, we're going to jump ahead here. Uh, have you played uh, any of these games, Sam? I have not. No, I have wanted to get into one of these Warhammer FPS games for a while. I think there was one like, obviously, I played Bolt Gun earlier this year, but that was like the retro one. Um, but this is like the the co-op focused uh, Dark Tide. I know that some people in the XCP Discord were talking about diving into this one. Uh, my friend is checking this out this weekend, so I might download it. I assume there's cross play in 2023. I would hope there is. Um, but if there is, I will be checking this out probably sometime this weekend because it does look very good. So is this a new game? I was I was confused because no. I know I didn't think so. This is just the updated ver like the next gen version. Right. So like what I what I was talking to my friend in passing about is that basically this is a big update to the game that finally fulfills the promise of in-depth skill trees. Uh, and so as you kind of build out your character, you'll be able to do more stuff versus it just being like a co-op shooter, basically. So it's going to have a more in-depth experience, and it is the next gen drop. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought. So I think there is one supposed to be coming out to Game Pass. I think like like this eventually, like a new one. I'm I also making things up. Maybe I, I thought this was this is the one that I remember seeing the most about. Oh, okay. I I might be making things up. You know who knows. Uh, let's jump over to if I can get there. Forza Motorsport. Oh, I'm not sharing my screen anymore. Where to go? Here we go. Vermintide came to Game Pass. Maybe you're thinking about that. That's the one I played. I know yeah. that one. Yeah. Ooh. Forza Motorsport. Here we go. Uh, this one's out for Xbox Series X and S, Cloud, and PC on October 10th. We already talked about this one, but here's a trailer for you in case you were interested in that. Look at those cars. Um, They're yeah. racing. Beautiful cars. You can Beautiful. You can, uh, we already talked about that one. The next one I want to talk about, Sam. And I don't know why it keeps stopping instead of just going to the next thing. Uh, From Space is available for Xbox Game Pass on the 12th. So this comes to cloud, console, and PC. So this one is backwards compatible. Uh, I've never heard of this game, but I'm looking at uh, We're going to watch a trailer here because I think this one looks a little interesting, a little, a little cute. Interesting. So this reminds me of, ooh, what was that top-down shooter that was a zombie game on the PlayStation 4? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I know. Zombie Nation? Was it the one by Housemark? Yes, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, the one by Housemark. That's the one that I'm thinking about. But I like these kind of games, so I'm assuming it's a dual thumbstick shooter kind of thing. Uh, I know it's a co-op shooter. Like, you can get a team of four in here. If it's if it's twin stick, that would make a lot of sense, just the way it's set up. But yeah, it looks like that. It looks like it could be fun, like a, a cute little uh, Halloween-style game to get in there with the, the friends. Yeah, no, I love this kind of thing. Um, obviously, ooh, wait, why is Stadia in that trailer? That must be old. It um, is, it is yeah, old. I was thinking it was. Yeah, I mean, I love dual uh, like thumbstick shooters and things like that. I definitely would want to check that one out personally, just because even since like 
I think about Resso Gun. I know I'm talking about PlayStation a lot for somebody who doesn't own a PlayStation and is on an Xbox podcast. But like, I love those kind of like arcadey shooters. So I definitely check that one out. They um they have a lot of those, and we we've had with the Ascent. I think was the last big one. With the, uh, yeah, that that was a uh, that was an interesting one. It felt more intentional. It wasn't quite as chaotic as something like a House Mark might make. But uh, I love that kind of stuff. And finally coming to xbox game pass uh on october 17th like a dragon ishin for cloud console and pc so here's the classic trailer for a yakuza game where it'll probably make no sense um i've played this game i beat this game i love this game the story is fantastic uh it takes the characters from uh yakuza and puts them in feudal japan like that is just kiryu but in in a kimono um and it's basically a, a tale of revenge. Um, it actually looks really good with the the remaster. Sometimes you'll get these older pop in where you can see the texture like didn't really get upgraded. But most of the time, it looks really, really beautiful. Um, and it's fun to play. I there's different like combat stances that you can take. I was choosing the one where you get a sword and a gun at once. So I'd like nice. stab them, pin them against the wall, and shoot them. And then they just like get up like nothing happened. I'm like, you're full of holes, bro. Nice. So would you consider this to be a good entry point? Like I've played a couple of, of Yakuza games, but I have never really gotten into it. Is this a good one to kind of dive into and test the waters on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so, because it gives you a it gives you the formula of Yakuza, like the over dramatic storytelling, this ridiculous side quest. Cool. Um, but it is a one off story. So you can play this without really being like, oh, I need to catch up on the last seven games. So if you right. just check this one out, you can get a feel um, for this style of game and then be like, do I want to go try some of the other ones um, without having to fully commit to it? Nice. Yeah, I might. I'm, I'm trying to work through stuff. So like Cocoon will get finished this weekend. Stray will get finished this weekend. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm hoping to finish this weekend. So after that, like I might go back and play some of that because I have wanted to check it out. And it's cool that it's on Game Pass. So. Yeah. And right before uh, Like a Dragon Guiding comes next month. So that's great. Yeah. Which Marketing machine playing. is in motion. That's right. Uh, that's all for the Game Pass update, though. Some I think a good drop overall. Some things I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, solid. I think that um, I think that they'll continue to come throughout the uh, holiday season. But, you know, it's it's been a wild time for Game Pass. I saw a graphic that was like nine or ten games that are really high quality stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're a Game Pass sub, you're uh, you're eating good right now. You, you know what I meant? To, have you played Lies of P yet? Because everyone I've heard so many people talk about Lies of P. Now, yeah, it, it, it is. It is on the list like we've all got. But it's just what like as soon as the review code for Assassin's Creed came in, like as somebody who's got an Assassin's Creed three statue on a shelf right here, like I've got to play that. So mm -hmm. and then I've got a couple of other codes for any games that came through that I've got to get back and play. But uh, Lies <laughs> of P, we'll, we'll get there when we get there listen i understand when you get that when you get the review code it's like i gotta drop everything yep, and then gotta i gotta try. play infinity's trash yes yes uh let's round out the episode with some questions shorter episode today guys but news has been slow and i'm still recovering from uh from illness so it's kyle writes in says phil spencer has said that they can never repeat the 2022 drought do you think this means we'll see less delays or do you think it means they'll be more willing to spend money to get big third-party games to cover if a delay is needed I think that we're finally hitting that stride of like, we are not going to see any more big gaps like an entire year without new first party titles. The question is, how big will the titles be consistently? Like, 
what does Phil consider to be a gap? Like is an empty year, but it has a high fi rush level project in there. Is that a gap or no? Um, you know, I, I think that's my question, but I think that 2022 was a rough year in general across the board. Like PlayStation didn't have that much either. The industry was kind of being carried by third parties in a way. Um, and so with Xbox, I think that it will result in more third party game deals coming through. We saw that leaked list we went through a couple of weeks ago. So they're prepared to throw down the cash, but I think it's a blend of both. But I do not think you're going to see a big gap in the Xbox lineup again. No, I, I think that they're pretty well prepared, um, starting with Starfield and maybe even you could argue Hi-Fi Rush because you get Minecraft Legends. So starting at the beginning of this year, I feel like they're finally at that cadence that they want. And we know we've talked about multiple times, Hellblade 2, Towerborn, uh, Avowed, like we already have three decently sized games like two of them are the big triple a games that you're looking for and then tower war and probably more that double a game but i think they consider that like a big release for the service they're promoting it as like a second party game i, I look at it kind of similar to hell divers 2 over on the mm. playstation side like that's the kind of level of game but you see that as like that's a good stop gap like if you get that a, a quarter you're still going to be like pleasantly happy and, and surprised with that so um do I think we see less delays? No, I think uh, Phil Spencer's made it very clear in that email. Like when we need to delay games, we need to delay them. Um, we need to make sure that we don't get a Redfall situation where games come out and they're awful. Um, so if they need to delay the games, they're going to delay them, and then they'll. I don't know if they'll ship out the big money and get giant third-party games, but I think that they're more willing to look at what they could get. Um, but hopefully they have second party and those third party deals already in place to avoid situations like that, like yeah. scrambling. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the big 30, you, you kind of touched on it, but even having a, a title like payday three, that might not be a big game for the entire year compared to Diablo four and star Wars uh, and all that, it is still a big get. And so to mm -hmm. be able to have those gaps filled in between those projects um, is a really good move. By the way, did you see on Steam that Redfall was in single-digit player counts? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, man. Um, that is a, oh, God. Listen, I think I gave maybe the most scathing review I've ever given uh, because I don't think I've ever reviewed a, like a truly bad game. Like I've always found some enjoyment or some positives. Redfall was the most scathing review I've ever given on this podcast where I tore it apart for like 20 minutes straight. I do not think there is a single redeeming thing about that game. It was wild. man. I mean, I didn't play a ton of it. I probably put maybe five or six hours into it over the course of two days, but it was just not good. And no. it you, lessons learned. I don't want to ruminate on it and just like let that sting anymore. But man, single digits from an Xbox first party game on Steam just sucks to see. Well, it's kind of just disappeared, right? Like when's that 60 FPS patch coming? Is it coming still? Like at this point, who who would who would it come for? What's the point? No one's playing the game. I mean, it is the juice worth the squeeze in it when it comes to like fixing the game? Like with No Man's Sky, there was a cool idea there that they knew they wanted to go after. With any other game that has been fixed, like Battlefield 2042, it is a big Battlefield game. They can make money on that. Is anybody really clamoring 
at this point in the game to go back to Redfall after an entire, like if they came out at the end of October, 2023 and said, Hey, the 60 FPS patch for Redfall came and you look at this swath of games we're getting. No, I'm sorry. No one's going back. It's just, it's over. It's a shame because uh, October would have been a good month for Redfall to like actually come out if it was good. Instead, it was like 30 FPS in, in May or whenever it came out. Um, they still uh, they still owe us. A, I think there is still an obligation for a DLC unless they just refund yeah. the season passes and pull a cyberpunk and just give give it oh, back. Yeah, that bite back edition, right? You're supposed to get like two new characters. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think Luke might have bought that. But man, that's... um. I feel bad for everyone that like believed I don't feel bad for people believing in games and I know some people did enjoy it but you gotta feel bad at the current state of of where it's at yeah I mean it just sucks because like there's a cool world there that could be good and it's just not and I don't know if the devs are going to get the support they need to make it the game that it deserved to be and then I don't think the fans are going to be there in a large way when it eventually gets there, if it gets there. It's just a really bad, you know, just quid pro quo, back and forth thing. There's just no no good way out. I think we dropped the Redfall patch uh, October 20th. I think that's a great date for it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else coming out that day. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last question. I'll be, sure the- to, I'll be sure to pump Spider-Man back and we'll dive into Redfall. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Spidey. Redfall. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh- TPR writes in the last question says, what do you guys think is the best Xbox experience in the handheld form factor? Ori initially comes to mind for me as both Ori one and two are on the switch. I know Kevin has been having the time of his life with the ROG ally. So I figured I'd ask, he wants your Xbox handheld recommendation. I assume that includes like cloud plan on your phone, Razer Kishi, whatever backbone. Yeah. I have not spent a ton of time playing games on my phone. I've got to say that the majority of my time has been with the touchscreen games, the ones that support that just because I used to have a controller for the phone that like clipped on, but then I, mm-hmm. I ended up returning that just cause I knew I wouldn't use it after a couple of hours. Um, but uh, weirdly enough, I played through most of halo two's campaign via cloud on the phone. Ooh. So it like, it felt good. I didn't have any complaints with it. Um, but beyond that, I mean, my reaction would be like platformers, things like that. You mentioned Ori, uh, anything in that vein, but you're the handheld guy. What What's your go-to Xbox game on the handheld? Uh, I've played, when I first got it, I was like, oh, I got to check out a bunch of like Xbox games. Um, Starfield actually performed really well on the ROG Ally. Um, that was a, a great time. I didn't have like any, I mean, it obviously it looks worse than my Series X, but it wasn't like a, oh, this is ruining my experience. Like I had better frame rate, even at a lower resolution on my ROG Ally. It played well, was smooth. Um, Halo Infinite. I've enjoyed on my ROG Ally, to be honest. I played that through cloud gaming, and that'll depend on where you're at, obviously, with the cloud servers. But it was smooth for me playing that. I've actually had a rough time with platformers on mm. cloud specifically. I, I haven't tried native on the Ally, but cloud specifically, um, the timing just seems off with those, which is mm. weird because I'm like, how can I play a first-person shooter but not a platform that's what i was thinking yeah yeah it's makes no sense it might have just been a game thing um i honestly taylor turn-based games that's that's what i like to play on my on my on my handheld um you don't need like the precision because sometimes like i'm not the best at using the handheld um for like shooting so if you if you want uh, a turn-based game gears tactics would be phenomenal i have no doubt that that would be a great experience on a handheld 
Yeah, and then I was just looking it up, and I didn't play it on this mode, but um, Immortality was available via cloud. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't play Immortality, that's a really good game. I was thinking about that on the way to work this morning, totally randomly. Um, but really good, like narrative-driven game where you literally just go around and like kind of scroll back and forth between pieces of of film footage. And those kind of like low action games work really well with the potential for latency when you're playing on the cloud and handheld or anything like that. Yeah, I played through uh, Venba, which I talked about. It was that cooking game, that narrative yeah. cooking game uh, on my on my handheld. And it's only like an hour long. So um, those I like those shorter experiences or turn-based games is really where I'm, I'm at. Because, like Persona 5 Tactica, I'm probably going to play the majority of that on my handheld because I'll mm-hmm. like when I get home, I'll play like like a dragon or Tales of Arise because they all come out the same freaking time. So at lunch persona 5 tactica because i know it won't matter if things like lag or whatever but uh yeah good question that is all we have for this week sam though so uh thanks for hanging me for the shorter episode hope you had fun you want to let oh, people yeah. know where they can find you and your lovely content oh yeah you can find me uh jam pack sam everywhere twitter threads instagram tiktok youtube all that stuff putting out content started a new newsletter as well i saw that uh, yeah doing that every uh every sunday as well over on Substack. so uh, busting out the uh the journalism writing thing again and we're gonna we're gonna make some cool content with it so yeah excited to get into things for the fall but appreciate being a part of this show always a highlight of the week short long and in between good times uh, well, thank you, my friend. Uh, I always look forward to hanging out with you for however long we get together. But you can find me over on X at the Muffin Mon. Uh, it's a one and seven I and O and seven A. Follow us at Save Game Media over on X as well. Enter our Spider Man Two giveaway and the Extra Life thing. They're different. They're separate. Give, we're giving away one, and then you can also enter to win one by donating to charity. All right. So get those in. Links down below. But until next week, we'll see you. Goodbye.